Section number six of the Pearl Storybook Stories and Legends of Winter, Christmas, and New Year's. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Pearl Storybook Stories and Legends of Winter. Christmas and New Year's by Ada M. Skinner and Eleanor L. Skinner The First Winter Iroquois Legend There was a time when the days were always of the same length, and it was always summer. The red men lived continually in the smile of the Great Spirit and were happy. But there arose a chief who was so powerful that he at last declared himself mightier than the great spirit and taught his brothers to go forth to the plain and mock him. They would call upon the great spirit to come and fight with them or would challenge him to take away the crop of growing corn or drive the game from the woods. They would say he was an unkind father to keep himself and their dead brothers in the happy hunting grounds, where the red men could hunt forever without weariness. They laughed at their old men, who had feared for so many moons to reproach the great spirit for his unfair treatment of the Indians, who were compelled to hunt and fish for game for their wives and children, while their own women had to plant the corn and harvest it. In the happy hunting grounds, they said, the Great Spirit feeds our brothers and their wives and does not let any foes or dangers come upon them. But here he lets us go hungry many times. If he is as great as you have said, why does he not take care of his children here? Then the Great Spirit told them he would turn his smiling face away from them so that they should have no more light and warmth, and they must build fires in the forest if they would see. But the red men laughed and taunted him, telling him that he had followed one trail so long that he could not get out of it, but would have to come every day and give them light and heat as usual. Then they would dance and make faces at him and taunt him with his helplessness. In a few days, the quick eyes of some of the red men saw in the morning the face of the great spirit appear where it was not wont to appear. But they were silent, fearing the jibes of their brothers. Finally, duller eyes noticed the change, and alarm and consternation spread among the people. Each day brought less and less of the great spirit's smile and his countenance was often hidden by dark clouds, while terrible storms beat upon the frightened faces turned in appeal toward the heavens. The strong braves and warriors became as women. The old men covered their heads with skins and starved in the forests, while the women in their lodges crooned the low, mournful wail of the death song. Frosts and snows 
came upon an unsheltered and stricken race, and many of them perished. Then the great spirit, who had almost removed his face from the sight of men, had pity and told them he would come back. Day after day, the few that remained alive watched with joy the return of the sun. They sang in praise of the approaching summer, and once more hailed with thankfulness the first blades of growing corn as it burst from the ground. The Great Spirit told his children that every year, as a punishment for the insults they had given their father, they should feel for a season the might of the power they had mocked. And they murmured not, but bowed their heads in meekness. End of Section 6 Read by Maurice Quinn April 13, 2021